following message was recorded at Faith Fellowship, St. Pete, in St. Petersburg, Florida. More information... Good morning. Uh, let's be thankful. Every day is a new day, and God's mercies are new every single morning. Amen. Uh, it's a privilege to be here today. Uh, our message uh, that the Lord brought, and I'm going to share, uh, is uh, let his light shine. And the verse is Matthew 5, 16, which is the verse of the month. Uh, but before I go into that, I would like to pray. And so if you would, uh, let's bow our hearts um, and go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, good morning. Praise your name. Thank you for who you are. Thank you, God, for this day, for being concerned about us, to care for us, to be mindful of us. We're celebrating you today, Lord. May that be our focus. Lord, in this room, there are many, and we're just thankful for the ability to be here, for providing the opportunities to share your word, your precious word. Holy Spirit, come into this place. Touch hearts, open eyes, allows ear to hear. May this message that you have brought to me that I can share with others, may it open up the opportunity for choices to be made to choose you as Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. May we never forget what you have done on the cross for us, for taking sin, the, the wrath that we deserved and removing it. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing, all that you've done, and all you're going to do. We thank you for this opportunity. Lord, speak through me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Rock and Redeemer, Lord. This is the day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad. And we thank you, Father, for all you're doing here today. Minister the hearts. Minister to those needs. Minister to those who have needs for healing and strength and peace. Freedom from any anxiety, Lord. Would you release that? Lord, there are many who have needs in this room, and you know what they are. We trust you, Lord. And we thank you for the opportunity to come and pray in this place. May we never take it for granted. And it's in the name of Christ Jesus we pray. Amen. All right. The message, Let His Light Shine, capital H with His. Um, that's our focus today. And um, only a few verses. I can't promise that the message will be any shorter. Um, I'll do my best. Um, Matthew five fourteen and through 16. So if you would be so generous and kind and stand as we read out of honor and respect for the precious word of God, today's word, Matthew five fourteen through 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. 
This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. So we're almost halfway through 2023. Hard to believe, actually. Um, how's it been going? Um, I could be honest here and with, with you. Uh, this has been challenging a few months for me since about February. Uh, the busyness of life gets in the way. And uh, our schedules can definitely get in between us and God. Nothing can come between us more than what we allow in. Um, it creates a disconnect, and certainly that is with me. And I, I'm sure that if, if I asked you one-on-one, you'd probably say that there's some of that. Um, or maybe it was other challenges. Loss, sickness. Um, I imagine those things have uh, touched each one of you in some way, shape, or form. And um, if that's the case, let me encourage you today. Don't let it get between you and your relationship with the Lord. Um, When I say every day is a new day, okay, when I say that, and I say it a lot, almost every day. um, When I say his mercies are new every day, I mean it. But sometimes I don't. Sometimes I say it and I'm just going through the motions. Let's stop for a second and reflect on that, that we're standing here. You know, in all reality, I might not make it out of this room today. Praise God for the next breath. Let's be reminded of that every day, that it is a new day, no matter what we're going through, what other challenges that we have, that the Lord's with us, that he's with you, that he loves you. He's still good. He still thinks of you. He's still mindful of you. He still cares for you. He loves you. Let's be thankful. Let's have that posture going forward each day. Let's start each day counting our blessings. I dare you. Start with Jesus and go from there. I promise it'll change your entire outlook. And I definitely can tell you in preparation for this message It was a a cleansing of sorts that was much needed and a reminder. And it has changed my entire outlook. And I just say amen. So summer's about to start in three weeks. Hard to believe. Feels like a little bit. Although these last two days have been quite comfortable. Um, Don't let the summer begin without you making that connection. Being willing to be intentional with your relationship with the Lord. Seeking Him. Not for what He brings, but for Him, the Creator of all life, the great provider that He is, the Redeemer of our souls, the light in the darkness that He continues to be our peace in the time of need. He's more than enough as Rob and the worship team sang this morning. Praise God. So in preparing this message and being mindful that every day is a new day, there's a few verses that came to heart. One that uh, 
helps me to be grounded is Psalm 90.12. It is one of many of my life verses. I think I, I first really recognized this verse at a Stephen Curtis Chapman concert, believe it or not. Um, and and it was a, you know, they always have a ministry that's connected to the concert. And this young lady who actually, I believe, was the daughter of the general manager of the Orlando Magic, it just stands out in my head. And she shared about this verse all these years ago, and it just stood out to me because it's so on point. But cry out to God, so teach us to number our days that we, so that we may get a heart of wisdom. In some translations, it's gain a heart of wisdom. Is that not the essence of us recognizing that every day is a new day? That every day counts, that we should be mindful of that. That our heart's desire should line up with God's and that our desire is to have His wisdom lead us and guide us. Another verse of significance in preparation was Ephesians 5. 15 through 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Making the most of every opportunity. How's that going? I had some real reality checks with that verse this week in my preparations. How many opportunities missed? And not to feel guilty, because that's the enemy's lies too. He wants you to have doubt. He wants you to, to think you're not good enough. He wants you to think you blew it, you missed it. Forget all that. God's promises are true. The encouragement from Paul is to make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Understand what the Lord's will is. Piece of cake, right? Understand the Lord's will. Well, let me, let me help you with that because this is a verse that actually spells it out for us quite clearly and I don't believe that I put it in the slides, so I apologize, but you guys know it enough. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18. Verse 16 says, rejoice always. 17, pray without ceasing. Verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances. And we like to stop there. Typically, that's what we do. We stop there, okay? Because it's, you can rejoice, pray, give thanks. But here's where God changes the narrative. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Take that to heart. That's God's will. And so the message today is about how we can do that. How can we rejoice always, pray without ceasing, be thankful and give thanks in all circumstances? Shine his light. So we remember our theme last year was dwell. Each, each month was the, the instruction to find five more minutes of time each day. And I hope you've continued that. I hope you continue to be intentional with that making the Lord a priority, it is absolutely vital, I can attest. I have limped along these last few months. School has been wearing me out. And it's not a complaint, it's a reality. 
and it was an excuse. The busyness of life can be an excuse. It can be a, a reason for you to just think that you're in a place with God that's just okay. And there will be moments in your days that'll be you know, a wake-up call. Don't make excuses. Don't go through the motions. Yes, you're going to have some days that are better than others. Don't look back. Every relationship in your life will be impacted by your connection to the Lord. How close you are or how far away you are. If you're that, you know, that analogy I've used before where you're on the beach and your back is to the towel in the cooler and then sooner you turn around five minutes later and you're all the way down. The tide has slowly carried you. It's a slow fade. And it's going to happen. But, but come back. Come to shore. And if that's you, if you're like me, celebrate that. Praise God. Because He woke us up. Was it years ago? Or yesterday. If you're here today, obviously, praise God. If you're hearing this online, praise God. There's a reason you're hearing this message. And today you have an opportunity, no matter where you are in your walk, to intentionally turn, to dig in, and to shine His light. To turn to God the Father. Turn to His Son, Jesus, Turn to the Word of God. Seek to understand His perfect will. To find your purpose for today and every day after. To understand the heart of God, you have to understand His Word. You can't understand the heart of God and how much He loves you until you're in it. That's how it works. You'll find the love of God there. The favor of God there. And as I said, don't look back. Be encouraged today it'll impact every relationship you're in believe it now if you've been in a solid place with your relationship with god amen praise the lord don't you let up you have a target on your back and it's big and it's got neon lights for the enemy keep striving keep seeking Keep studying and meditating on God's Word. Keep being consistent in your prayer. And don't forget to listen. Slow down and listen. Our world loves to chatter. We want to hear ourselves. Our own voice is what distracts us many times. Listen, which means you have to be quiet. And if you're here today and you have not yet chosen Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I have good news. This message is for you as well. And I am so glad you're here. And it's not by accident that you're here or that you're hearing this online. I prayed earlier that the Holy Spirit would move, that the Holy Spirit would open hearts, open eyes, open ears, that it would pierce the hearts of stone and and we just open up hearts of flesh. And that the Holy Spirit will lead you to that choice.
come, Lord Jesus, come into this place. As we dive into the theme today of shine, let me, let me preface this by a little bit of context because this certainly could have been a, a sermon that carried the Beatitudes in Matthew 5 right on through the verse of the month. It takes place, our verse of the month, or five, Matthew 5, 14 through 16, takes place shortly after the Beatitudes. The greatest sermon ever, arguably the greatest sermon of all time, the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is explaining who is truly blessed, who belongs to God, and in His kingdom. And that is a sermon for another day. You could take one of those Beatitudes and spend an entire day teaching and preaching on that. But Jesus goes on in verse 13, which is not part of the, the full message today. And He says something very specific he describes believers as salt now in our context today in our culture being salty is a negative thing right why so salty first in line But back in those times, and even somewhat today, salt was a valuable commodity. People would travel hundreds of miles, maybe thousands, to get access to this commodity for what it provided. It provided preservation for food. We are called to preserve the culture. We're supposed to be the influence in the culture and preserve that by being salt. Salt also provides flavor. Some of us like it too much. It's hard to have a hard-boiled egg without salt on it. But we should add flavor to the lives of others by being the salt that Jesus is referring to. It is our witness. We ought to be the most joyful people given what we know, given what Jesus has done for us. And considering that, how can we not be moved to joy knowing that we've been saved, that the wrath that we're due was taken from us? Again, every day is a new day. And His mercies are new every morning. We are encouraged to be influential in a way that's winsome. I use that word a lot now. Gracious to every person. Our thoughts, our, thoughts, our words, our actions must be taken into account if we are providing gracious influence to others. So pray on this. Let's be that kind of salty when we leave here today. Now this leads us to our verses. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. 
The Lord is making a clear statement here. He's giving believers a compliment. He is identifying each of us as the light of the world. And this may be a surprise to you that He's done that. Because we know that Jesus is the light of the world. If we've studied Scripture, it's, He's referenced as such, and we'll point some of those things out here in a minute. But He's talking to believers and saying, you're salt and light. Not gonna be. Not maybe. He's not telling us something in the future. He's saying you are salt and light right now. Do you look at yourself that way? Today's the day. John chapter 1, there's, I'll refer to these verses multiple times today, but John chapter 1 verse 5 points out about Jesus being the light. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness not, has not overcome it. But he's, he's, by proxy, he's giving us that same characteristic. John 8, 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 9, 5, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. We get to carry that same mantle because he said so. We are heirs with Christ. We are inheriting the righteousness of God, the righteousness of Jesus, when we accept Him as Lord and Savior. And we are the light of the world. Romans 8, 16, 17. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit, and we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. It's our inheritance. It's clear. It's not suggested. It's a fact. You are salt. You are light. You are an heir with Christ. Praise God. And the question is, do you see yourself that way? When you wake up in the morning and you look in that mirror and you remove the crud between your eyelids, is that what you see? This verse demonstrates the key attributes for believers. And now we're supposed to take that focus of who we are and not turn it inward, but turn it outward to be others-focused, to be God-focused, not self-interested, but others-interested. We're not supposed to just receive the light of, of God and become the light of the world. I mean, it's great, by the way. When we're first Christians, it's awesome. Right? We recognize that we've been saved. But there's, there's nothing greater than that. But when our eyes have been opened by the Holy Spirit and we become keenly aware of the fact that we need a Savior and a Lord 
is at that point where the light of world has, the light of the world has reached us. The Holy Spirit has moved. He has pierced our hearts, our soul. And now we recognize our calling is to be a person who shares that light, who shines that light of the world with the world. Amen. When you have that revelation. So from an application standpoint, you are salt and light. Let me encourage you. As I said, Jesus is not actually asking you to become salt and light. He's explaining to you what your identity is. He's telling you who you are as believers. It's not something we're going to become in the future. It's who we are right now. Praise God. And let's not forget, the world around us is decaying. You can't watch the news without your blood pressure boiling. But salt is needed to preserve and to provide flavor to this culture, to our world. We need this flavor of love and grace and truth. And many of the parts of this world are covered in darkness. And light is absolutely necessary. We must be intentional, winsome, loving, caring, while still being bold and willing to stand on the truth of God's Word. It's a challenge. But it's an awesome responsibility. And you will be challenged and persecuted, maybe even attacked. We're so fortunate in this country because we have very little of that. Prepare yourself. Stand on God's Word. And be willing. So basically, just as a reminder, our faith can no longer be private. Jesus tells us who we are. And it's because of Him and only because of Him that we are light. Because of Him that we are salt. We have no light of our own. We're like the moon. And we reflect His light. It is through our acceptance and our trust and our heart is illuminated and it is as if we are different people or new creation to shine His light. His message of goodness and truth. And so the next point of application is that you must connect to the source of light, Jesus. Psalm 119.105 Simple Powerful Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I almost think that the verses that are easy to memorize are easy to forget also. Because it's takes a second for me to regurgitate that verse. But stop and reflect. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Back to John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. In Him, Jesus, was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It's referring to Jesus here. The light of men, 
for us. That's how we are the light of the world along with him. In the New Living Translation, it says, darkness can never be extinguished. I like that. It's not temporary. It's not like a uh, light bulb or a circuit breaker. When the storm comes through and we have our share here in Florida and the power goes out and all of a sudden we realize we can't function. If we didn't charge our phone, if we didn't get the batteries for the flashlight and we're literally in the darkness and you fumble through that junk drawer or you go up into the cabinet and you grab the matches and there's one match remaining. And you strike that match and that one little match lights the whole room. That light can never be extinguished. The light of Jesus cannot be extinguished. He is our source of unending light. Praise God. And John chapter 12, verse 46 illustrates this so well. I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. King James says should not remain in darkness. NIV should not stay in darkness. Last year we discussed dwell and, and remaining in the Word, remaining in your relationship with the Lord constantly, intentionally. Remain was intentional. To remain in darkness, you also would have to be intentional. You should not remain in darkness. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 makes it very clear that his light will remain. His light will not be extinguished because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Now, verse 14 states in the second half of that verse that a, uh, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. And as we know that uh, if we connect to any source of light, that it'll shine so important for us to stay prayed up intentionally seeking the heart of God understanding and seeking to meditate on his word and to me this is, spells out very clearly that the message of Jesus will illuminate from us to the rest of the world the message of love the message of grace the message of truth and mercy Now, this is not to sugarcoat reality. Don't misunderstand. It's not all sunshine and rainbows for those who don't believe, who don't trust Jesus. There are consequences of that. But when you do, and the veil is lifted, and your eyes are opened, the message of love and grace and mercy exudes from your soul. Because you're a new creation. The Holy Spirit is sealed inside you. 
we have become a conduit to his light. So my application point here is, will you accept that identity? Have you? And if you haven't, will you? This awesome responsibility to shine the light of Jesus, to be the light of the world. Moving on to verse 15. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to the whole house. Now we know that purpose, the purpose of light for us, the utilitarian mindset is how's, you know, how's this going to work for us? What's the usefulness of light? Well, it drives out the darkness, just like that simple match. Darkness is dispelled, it's diminished by the light. The light of Christ is much more expansive and on a grander scale. We can invert, there are scripture verses that discuss the light of God that is blinding. There's examples of his light being unapproachable. The characteristic is unapproachable light. And so it's only a little bit that we are demonstrating. We're tapping into it in such a small manner, but we can believe that we are shining brightly for Jesus. Brings to mind that age-old song that we probably all sang at some point. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Will you shine today? We are the vessels of the Lord. And it's, right, it's, the, it's the faith of children. We get bogged down. We get buried under all of the stuff. It dims our light. Break free from that today. Moving on to verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This literally saves lives. And if you're not in the medical field, maybe you never thought of yourself as a lifesaver. And I'm not talking about the little candy, which can be a lifesaver. When Jesus proclaims that we are light and that we must shine before others, he's pointing out the purpose behind his instructions. It is to give God glory and not ourselves. It confirms that we are to be other-centered, as I mentioned earlier. God-centered and not self-centered. And this is a challenge for us. These dreaded phones in our pockets and these devices and these 700 channels on satellite TV, they're distractions. We can even pretend that we're doing tasks for others when all along we know it's really just for us. God knows. Charles Spurgeon said it like this. The object of our shining is not that men may see how good we are, nor even see us at all. 
but that they may see grace in us and God in us and cry, what a father these people must have. Is not this the first time in the New Testament that God is called our father? Is it not singular that the first time it peeps out should be when men are seeing the good works of his children? Awesome. It's not about us. And this is really, that is the first time that Jesus really refers to his father. It's not to earn salvation, these good works. It's when we realize we've been saved by the blood of Christ. He defeated sin and death. And we turn our attention towards others for his glory. That is what our good works are for. That is the shining his light. Revelations 21, verse 23. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is its lamp. He's talking about the new Jerusalem in that context. It's applicable in so many different ways. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the life, the light of, 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 of life of life of light, the light of men. He, we need him to sustain us. We need him to shine. Because without him, we're lifeless. We're in darkness, whether we admit it or not. We're dead, we were dead in our transgressions. We had no hope. And the good news is now we do. We have a savior. The greatest gift of all mankind. Amen. But let us not forget. Let us not try to slide over and take control of the wheel. Let's be mindful of the fact that Jesus is the reason we shine. It is because of Him. And we should never lose sight of that. In John 5, 15, 15, 5, He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. It's tough for us to realize that we can do nothing without him. So application point, are you truly seeking the light of the, to be the light of the world? What needs to be taking place in your life in order for that to occur? What changes will you need to make? Please consider praying about this. Please know that I'm not trying to be critical, that I'm preaching the gospel to myself this morning. And it very well may save someone's life eternally. So you ask, well, how can we do this? Well, I'll tell you. Pray. Start off, step one, pray. Be intentional. Asking God to place His desire, His will, His compassion in us. That our eyes would be opened for those encounters that we come across. Especially the unexpected ones when we're at the gas station. When we're in a store. In a restaurant. Places that we're privileged to be in. 
Only God gives sight to those who are blind spiritually. Remember that. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. And even if our gospel is veiled, Paul went on to write, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God. The God of this world is a small g. That's the enemy. And yes, he is blinding believers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel. That's where we come in. Praise the Lord. Be encouraged. Live your life as the image of God. Do your good works unto Him for the purpose of bringing to light those people who are blinded. What an awesome responsibility we have. Step two, love. Love people with passion. We must be compassionate for every person. Remember this. Every person we encounter was made in the image of God. Do you realize that? I didn't really pay attention to that until about eight months ago. And I, and I say that humbly because it was not through, through the Word, but it was through an, a book that was written pointing to the Word. And I shared this with you before in a previous message, and it was basically that when you go and you have those encounters that drive you crazy, stressful, aggravating, that these people were still made in the image of God. And our response needs to be godly. We need to shine His light even in those moments when we don't want to. And it's why it's so important to stay prayed up and to be walking in step with the Spirit because those moments can come when you least expect them. Matter of fact, they're going to come when you least expect them and what's going to be your response? What is your witness going to look like? Scripture points us to the compassion of Christ during the height of His ministry. He's being chased, He's being followed, He's being persecuted. Mark 6.34, he says, when, when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he co- had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Now we need to come at that point humbly. Yes, we have the, the answer. We have the cure. How we deliver that message it can't be us, because we'll mess it up. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Holy Spirit, lead my tongue, my words. Be the message that you want me to be. Step three, be intentional. Jesus said in Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen to 20, go and make disciples of all nations. It was not a suggestion that we preach the gospel. It is a commissioning. It is a sending out moment. And we are called to do the same. In the military, we see commissioning, ceremonies, promotions of sorts. And this is what Jesus is doing with his, his followers right there in Matthew 28. We too have been promoted. We're no longer baby Christians 
Mm-mm. We've been promoted to go out and to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit and teaching them everything. Obey the commandments of Jesus. Pray for those opportunities. You can't wait. Don't wait. How they're going to come to me. I'm saved. I'm good. They'll come to me. No. Wherever you go, wherever you are, wherever you walk, wherever you talk, there's going to be opportunities for you to shine his light, to preach the gospel without saying a word sometimes. Step four, provide care. People will begin to care about what we say when they see that we care and show how much we genuinely care about them. If I said that exactly right, but people will begin to care about what we say when they see what we show is how much we genuinely care about them. That can take many different paths. A kind word, no grumbling, encouragement. conversation about interest and and showing that you're interested an unexpected gift or a good deed there is a I'm not a country music fan by a lot you know there's a few songs um, but there's one in particular by it's actually a compilation or a, a collaboration with Mercy Me and it was called Craig. It's the name of the song, Craig. C-R-A-I-G. Look it up. Uh, my wife and I have discussed this song quite a bit recently. And I know um, it's hard to admit, but my big blubbering self, I cry every time. And it doesn't sound like a song that's all like going to make you cry. But what it is, it's an expression of Jesus. And the gentleman who wrote the song, his name is Walker Hayes who struggled with addiction and talented songwriter. But he encounters a man named Craig who's basically a pastor while he's struggling to be famous. And in, in those encounters, and he writes about it in his words, and so I encourage you to, to check it out and look up the lyrics. I'm going to share a little bit about it, but it goes into that providing care and being intentional Mindset as we shine his light, as Craig did. The song goes on to say, I still ain't figured out church yet. But Craig, I get. Nah, he can't walk on water, turn the Napa Valley red. Now he's not the light of the world, but I wish that mine was bright as his. And he just might be tight with a man that is. And the song goes on to show that the, the care, the genuine, heartfelt, intentional, sincere care that Craig showed for him and his family. And while we know Scripture says that he is, that we are the light of the world, his point is he was saying that Craig wasn't Jesus. 
but that he's tight with Jesus. And it's obvious by what he said and what he did. The love, the intentional care that he provided. That's heavy. And that happens in this place. I know it does. And pastor has stood up here and shared some of those moments. Makes me want to cry too. And some of you have been on the receiving end of that. Praise God. You can attest to it. That's us. John 13, 34, 35. A new commandment I give you, Jesus said. That you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Be like Craig. Be like Jesus. Step five, to shine his light. Proclaim it. I teach history. One thing I will give Islam credit for, they make a declaration every single day. Now granted, it can't be rote, it can't be ritualistic. But they make it. We need to proclaim it through our words, through our actions. We must be intentional because the opportunities will come for us to shine his light. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Be sensitive to it. Be ready. As stated earlier, it may not come in the package that you wanted it to come in. It may not come as you expected it to come. Matter of fact, it's probably not going to. When you think that you've got it under control and you come in and you're all girded up and you're ready to go, be ready. How you envisioned it isn't necessarily going to come out in the the events in your encounters. But be prepared at all times to give your testimony. To explain how Jesus changed your life. Not telling people what they should do necessarily. Love them by sharing your testimony. How Jesus changed your life. I was dead. Now I live. I was blind. Now I see. I was lost, but now I'm found. Jesus loves me. He saved me. He loves you. He'll save you too. And you know what? God gets all the glory. That's what we want. Not us. Amen. 1 Peter 3.15 takes that point a little further. It's not on your slides, but I think you have heard it before. But if your hearts honor Christ, the Lord as holy always, be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Lord, open those opportunities for us. Step six and the final step is to shine in everything. We must do this as individuals, wherever we are, wherever we go. And this includes us as a family, in our marriages, 
heavy. As a church body, we must live to serve and to love for the glory of God. Pray for God to show us blind spots in our lives. We can't act like the world around us. Sorry. We can't live corrupt, worldly lives. Everything we do should be God-glorifying. When people see us, they're watching. Do they see our relationships, our marriages? Do they see God being glorified? Our families. How are we as an employee at work? That's tough. Not for me. I'm blessed. I work in a Christian environment and I, I, I get to pinch myself every morning. But I've been in those places. It is a challenge to walk out your faith when no one else does. To be his light. How about when you're on vacation? Is it an escape? Or is it an opportunity to glorify God even further? To find rest in Him and in His Word? People are watching. They see everything we do. Little things, big things. Will they see God being glorified? Will His light be shining? We must live such radical lives that people want to know God. And all you do, shine His light. Philippians 2, 14, 16. And do all things without grumbling or disputing. Did they just add that? They just added that, right? That grumbling. That, that's new. I don't remember that being in there. Grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, Jesus so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. And this is Paul speaking, but he's speaking to each of us. First Peter 2.12 Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Shine His light. And when you fail you will seek forgiveness. There is great value in saying you're sorry. And making restitution. And guess what? You also must forgive. This is not an option. It's, an, it's, it's, it's a direct connection to shining His light being willing to forgive, seeking forgiveness, making things right. Colossians 3, 12 and 13, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. It's not an option. Some basic instructions, some basic steps.
some scripture to hold us accountable. Lord Jesus, hold us accountable. And my application, my question today is, will you leave here today? Will you actively, intentionally, humbly seek to shine his light? Will you be, be obedient to that calling, the calling of Christ? My prayer is that you will. My prayer is that you will be moved to do just that. Shine his light. Worship team, if you would, please come on up. As we close out here today, I don't want to be, I would be remiss to not encourage anyone who is unsure. The Spirit might be stirring in your heart to make that choice to choose Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if that's you today, make sure that you speak to someone in leadership, myself or Rob or, or Lori, Jerry, and there are others. Don't you leave here until we've had a chance to speak with you, to encourage you, to pray with you. And if you're a believer and you're struggling, if you're struggling with whatever it is and you want to recommit your life, today's the day. Don't you walk out of here without doing it. Please, let us pray with you and shine his light on you for his glory, not ours. Thank you. I love you. Lord bless you all. Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Fellowship St. Pete in St. Petersburg, Florida. More information about Faith Fellowship can be found at faithfellowshipstpete.org.